Hey everybody, I'm back. Gareth here of the Game Central Podcast crew uh, at Game Banter on Twitter. If you're inclined enough to send me a message, uh, I'm here to react to the Ubisoft press conference. Um, I said this a few times yesterday. I haven't said it yet today because Square Enix one just sort of came and went. Um, I hope the levels are okay. <laughs> Again, I'm just kind of winging this. I've got it so it's like loud in my ears, but I'm recording it quite quietly. Um, it's just the pre-show in the background now anyway. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to react to this Ubisoft press conference. Uh, am I looking forward to anything? No, but I think Ubisoft tend to have fairly decent showings. Uh, their games are very polished. They show pretty well in a press conference. So I... It's, and it's always entertaining. Normally they have a, a Aisha Tyler, who's a very charismatic woman. Um, and they got Eve Levine, who's a very likeable guy. So, yeah, Ubisoft have a decent amount going for them usually. I mean, Sony's the main event. That's coming up later. I'll be reacting to that as well. But, yeah, Ubisoft's coming up next. Um, I'm going to pause it for ten minutes, uh, but you won't hear any difference. So I'll join you when the press conference kicks off properly. Alright, here we go. Ubisoft just kicking off. Who are these hosts? Do we know who these people are? We're just gonna assume that they're ready. That's my impression of him laughing. Let's start the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. So awkward. Bunch of logos. Shit you forget about, like the Rabbids and fucking the crew. Ubisoft actually have a lot of shit. This could be good. I always think that about Ubisoft. What the fuck? If you're not watching this, or you haven't seen it, this is a panda leading a walking orchestra? A marching band, that's the fucking... <laughs> that's the words I'm looking for. I mean, obviously it's just dance, but... That panda's moving like a panda shouldn't. The people in the band are fucking loving it as well. This is... 
This is a good kind of weird. This is the kind of weird you only really get the Ubisoft thing. Panda's still dancing. I, I'm kind of hypnotized by it. Ubisoft toe this real interesting line between like being for kids and also making a game where people shoot drug dealers. <laughs> I don't know if I recognize this song. It sounds vaguely familiar. No, I really don't know what this is. Wow, this is still going. Is this a good song to dance to? I feel like I'm Still Standing is known for its danceable beat, right? <coughs> okay. October. Alright. I mean, Just Dance prints the money, right? Rob just sent me a text. He says, the dancing bear is liberating the checkpoint. <laughs> uh. I feel like Ubisoft are trying at least to move away from like, capture a checkpoint or climb a tower or reveal icons on the minimap. But I mean, it's still all right there. Ripe for the mocking. Whoa, they're going straight in with Beyond Good and Evil 2. They don't have any other space stuff, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. After eating your miraculous space chili. It's full. 
The animation is very, very nice on all of this. Only you can melt my circuits. Keep laughing, fools. The key ingredient to good cooking is love. Engineering to officers, we are dead in the water. I repeat, main engines are cursed. Knox, come in. What have we got on the scanners? Jack shit, nada. I feel like I would just watch a movie in this art style. It's massive. Get back here, Shani. Hold off. Gonna die in this spaceship. God protect us. Oh, it's the Reapers. <laughs> oh, that was cool. I thought I was under the impression it was a prequel. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Hello, I'm Gabrielle Schrager, narrative director. And I'm Guillaume Brunier, senior producer. We are so happy to be back this year to share our progress on our space opera, Beyond Good and Evil 2, a game full of wonder, emotion, danger, and high-stakes drama. Last year, you all saw the enigmatic green-eyed captain to keep <coughs> leading the legendary crew of the God on a quest to discover the location and the mystery behind a deep space artifact known as Moksha. But the Kini has since gone missing. Shani is now captain of the Gada, and she's leading her crew into the deep, unexplored space beyond System 3 when they come face to face with their nemesis. Fans will have recognized a ferocious young Jade. <laughs> young Jade? Okay, so he's still pretty cool. Alright. And Paige is back as the incorrigible chief cook of the Gata. We've Wait, got two is other it? Oh, I don't fucking know anything. The holistic chief medic, 
and Callum, our chief engineer. And all of these legendary characters will be playing a major role in our prequel. So it is a prequel. Jesus Today, Christ. We are proud to represent our growing production team in Montpellier, Barcelona, Bordeaux, and Sofia. Thanks, everyone, for making it happen. Thank you. Thank you for them. Thank you. Thank you for them. In, B in, B in BGE2, you are a space pirate captain in a distant galaxy near the end of the 24th century. Yep. At this year's E3, we will be showcasing a new behind-closed-doors demo offering a first <laughs> look at our major location, the sacred city of Ganesha. Now, let's take a look at our first pre-alpha gameplay footage. Oh, nice. I didn't think they were going to do gameplay. Good for you, Ubisoft. <laughs> Ganesha is a metropolis filled with sacred temples, beautiful gardens, and bustling shops. But it's also a darker underworld, rife with dirty bars and dangerous back alleys. Our game is an action-adventure RPG that you can play alone or with your friends in co-op. Okay. From the intimate interior of a hidden temple mm. to the very edge of the galaxy, fight on the ground and in space at massively different scales. And all of this seamlessly. <laughs> what you will be seeing at E3 this year is only a very small part of a much larger open universe we are creating. A universe we are also building with our fans. Yeah, let's go. With Beyond Good Evil 2, we want our community to participate in a way that's never been done before through the Space Monkey program. We want our fans and people all over the world to really be a part of creating the game. So today, we are issuing an open invitation for people all over the world to contribute their ideas, music, artworks, and create original content that players will experience as they explore the world of Beyond Good Evil 2. And there is literally a universe of ways for artists to express themselves, from giant frescoes to murals, street art, music, radio content, and much more. To do this, we have partnered with a company at the forefront of I'm just gonna, uh, Hit Record. And here, I'm just going to send them a complete archive of all of our podcasts. Got all them in the game. Wait, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's there? That doesn't make sense. theater so thanks thanks to you guys thanks Guillaume and and thanks Gabrielle it's really good to be here um, I'm super excited to do this um, for those of you who don't know um, hit record is this thing that I've been making for a long long time it's really dear to me and uh, it's a place where people all over the world work together on short films or music or art all kinds of projects this is the first time we're making stuff that's gonna go into a video game um, so it's a little bit different than other like creative platforms um, that you can find on the internet because the point of hit record it isn't just to post and promote stuff that you've made on your own the point is to collaborate so like when we're making music for Beyond Good and Evil 2 it's not just gonna be a thing like a contest where people submit songs and then we pick one or two of them and we put them in the game we're gonna be really making the songs together and the same goes for the visual assets that we'll be creating so whether you're a writer 
uh, a musician, an illustrator, if you're a pro level artist, this sounds or if you're just someone who really cares really cool. about Beyond Good and Evil and that world and you love it and you want to be a part of it, there's going to be ways for you to contribute. Um, our first creative challenges are live. As of like now, someone's at my office pushing the button, like very nervous. <laughs> you guys are doing great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so come to our site, check out the Beyond Good and Evil 2 page at hitrecord.org. And um, that's it. Go do that shit. Thanks. <laughs> you just swore. They just showed a dancing panda bear. You can't swear. Hitrecord's approach to community co collaboration is inspiring and we're incredibly happy to be working with Joseph and his team. And we really can't wait to see what the community creates, so let's do it. We will be showcasing some of this content at our very first dedicated community event, the BG Fest, which will take place in Montpellier this fall. Thanks everyone, have a great evening. Beyond Good and Evil having its own fest seems ambitious. Get the microphones on. Remember Six Siege? I gather it's kind of steady and it's like popularity. It's kind of a big deal. Not a massive deal, but. Rainbow Six Siege. And I'm here today to talk about our community. Our community that inspires us and drives us every single day. The Siege team back in Montreal has actually been so inspired by seeing all of the millions of people playing our game every single day uh, over the past two and a half years. We've actually absolutely loved seeing our community grow, and I'm excited to announce today that the Rainbow Six Siege community is now 35 million players. Is it? Yes. Thank you. What is it, though? I wish I could hug every <laughs> single one of you, but I don't know if my arms are big enough to hug every single one of you. Uh, that would take a long time as well. Uh, as you can see, be as the, the community grows, so does the game. And as you can see behind me, Team Rainbow has recruited the Italian GIS operators, Maestro and Alibi. Actually, this image represents 10 seasons, 40 operators, and 19 maps that is all free in-game. And if you want to get to know all of these guys a little bit better, uh, uh, you can play Operation P uh, Parabellum, which is playable right now. And if you want to see them in action at the top of their game, tune into the Rainbow Six Siege Pro League, kicking off on June 18th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. The world's biggest esport teams will be competing for six months of intense Rainbow Six action. That's a long time. That's one of the many ways to enjoy competitions for Rainbow Six. The sixth major is just around the corner and will be hosted in Paris this August. Our Pro League Finals will then take us to Brazil in November. Yeah, Brazil. And then the sixth Invitational will once again be the pinnacle of Rainbow Six, taking place in Montreal in February 2019. Yeah. So whether you're a player or just a fan of esports, there really is no better time to get into Rainbow Six Esports. And with the growth of the game, the community, and the esports teams, we wanted to take a, a, a moment to reflect on some of our most influential players. 
Today I'm excited to unveil a sneak peek at an upcoming documentary that is focused on a few familiar faces who took their love for Siege to the next level. Without further ado, here's the first look at Another Mindset. Not a huge amount to say about Siege for me. That is like the greatest injury to ever happen to me, only because uh, it brought Siege to me. Like a documentary about Rainbow Six Siege. Failed, 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 and then finally we start succeeding. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna come back. Recebi um sorriso, uma lágrima, uma emoção, um riso de pessoas que eu nunca vi na minha vida, que eram torcedores da BD. Você tem que realmente botar toda a sua emoção dentro do jogo. A trailer for a documentary is an interesting. Way to go in your game press conference. What the fuck? Well, this guy is a legend. Trials. That's what it says on the back of his jumpsuit. with style and getting up again. Hello! I'm Antil Vasso, creative director of trials and also Prime Minister of Finland. <laughs> now I'm pleased to announce that trials is back and it's bigger than ever. Trials uh, was good then kind of shit. So I'm hoping it's back to good. The old trials had a multiplayer mode like this, but it was never the focus, I don't think. It's more of an afterthought. 
Well, they still got the same crazy precision required gameplay. Ugh, rising. That's about as unimaginative as Shadow of Trial. Sorry about that. Trials Rising takes you around the world to iconic locations. You never ride alone and competition is everywhere. Hmm. But competition never is nothing alone. without the players and our community has always been pillar of Trials. In Trials Rising we work with our players more than ever. To explain more, let me introduce Brad Hill, also known as Professor Fat Sadie. made a mess. <laughs> well, thank you, Auntie, and hello, everyone. See, OTHD down the front. I see you. I became a fan of Trials because it's challenging, but so rewarding when you overcome something difficult. But I soon realized that a number of playable players struggled with the harder levels. You needed a drink so of water before you got on stage, pal. I created the University of Trials a YouTube channel dedicated to mastering Trials writing. Now, before I go on... Does that come across on this audio? His mouth sounds right so now. unbelievably dry. All right. Well, five years ago, I was a star player just like them. But when Red Links began oh, work on Trials they approached me to design and create all of the tutorial content within the game. It has been an amazing experience for me. But I wasn't the only one involved. <clears throat> 20 community members, known as the Trials Elite, there, have been involved in the development of this game for the last two years. Whether they were track builders, streamers, or speedrunners, each brought something special to help shape this game. Now, if you want to get involved... No, I'm alright. Why do you want your community to make your games? Make your own fucking games. Is it? Uh, let's go. Hey, 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 hey. You don't, we're not going to put a big coming soon up here. Oh, I think oh. people are going to want another release date. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Riot Rising will release on February 2019 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and the first time ever also Nintendo Switch. That's a good bus game. Probably. Unless you want to throw your switch out of a bus window. <laughs> if you are E3, come to our booth and we'll show what trials is about. Crashing with style and getting up again. Let's get out. Let's go. Thank you Let's everyone. Go. Have a nice E3. Yeah. There's room in the world for lots more trials. They lost me when they, uh, I think it was the sequel to the original, they started putting like random events would happen in a track. Like you'd have to be shot upwards by like a water spout. And uh, it never felt like the same thing twice. And that's where it lost me. The first one it was just 
here's a track, fucking do it. You felt like if you did it the same way ten times, you would get the same result. But that wasn't the case with the sequel. Whereas this, it does look more um, classic trials to me. With some craziness, obviously. I love a good crash. Oh, it's Division Two time. Oh, God. All right. Press conference. Awkward banter between fictional players. And I'm the creative director on Tom Clancy's The Division 2. <laughs> on Black Friday, a strain of the smallpox virus was released on dollar bills in New York City. The infection and chaos spread across the nation. Seven months later, the virus has mostly burnt itself out, but America is tearing itself apart. Washington Jeez. is at the heart. I thought this was supposed to be a fiction. Under constant threat from dangerous factions, civilians are trying to rebuild. In their survival lies the seed for the rebirth of society. By all accounts, the first division is alright, right? It's not a shit game by any means, from what I hear. It just isn't... It's not uh, anything too special. Is this kid about to die? Oh man, I assume it's gonna be gameplay as well. Ugh. Twenty minutes of division gameplay after this. They're taking their time before shooting this guy in the head. 
Maybe they're not going to shoot him in the head. Maybe it's... Maybe just loading his shotgun for him. Are they specific division people from the first game, or are they just generic division men and women? Well, they're not going to tell me, obviously, it's just... These are the rhetorical questions I ask when I'm talking to nobody. line of defense for those civilians and for the country. If you fail, history will be written by tyrants. If you succeed, history will remember the few brave heroes who fought to save a dying nation. This setting lays the groundwork for a compelling story-based campaign in which your actions have a clear impact the lives of civilians. Uh -huh. In the Division 2, Washington, D.C. must prepare for the greatest threat it has ever encountered. Donald Trump. Face it. That's an obvious joke. I apologize. We'll need to bring your equipment and tactical abilities to the next level. Once agents reach the end of the main campaign, it's time to select a new progression path by picking a specialization. It starts with the choice of a signature weapon, powerful and unique weapons that complement the rest of your equipment. As you progress with your specializations, you will not only grow in power, but mm. also unlock additional tools and abilities, including exclusive versions of skills. Specializations enable you to truly complete your own personal playstyle, but also to synergize with other players and take team play even further. Speaking of teamwork, I'm excited to announce that for the first time, eight players will be able to partner up to face the ultimate endgame challenge. Hmm. Raids are coming to the Division 2. I thought they had a raid equivalent. They just weren't calling it a raid. And people are cheering like it's a big deal. But... We learned a lot from working on the first game. And with the Division 2, we're launching with plans for years of frequent major content updates. Today, we're ready to outline our plans for year one. 
we will be launching three DLCs in the form of episodes. Each one will bring new story, new areas to explore, and new activities. And the best part? All free? All of these episodes will be completely free for everyone. <laughs> the one guy in the center of the frame they cut to in the audience looked well and impressed. But everyone else looked happy. All they had to do was cut to someone but him. tuned after the Ubisoft conference for an exclusive 30-minute deep dive into our playable E3 demo during our post-show. As you can see, they're getting ready right now, and they'll be playing right after the conference is done. Until then, remember, this is history's defining moment. Hope for the future lies in you, agents of the division. Thank you. Is this gameplay with awkward chatting? <laughs> Let's hope so. They're saving the, uh, Gameplay for the after show there. I just don't think the gameplay looks compelling. Ugh. It's the biggest thing that put me off Division 1, it just looked very uninspired. That's a drum kit. Hi, I'm Xavier Manzanares, lead producer. And it's an honor to be back here one year after we announced for the first time and released the game it was incredible. So, as a team, I just wanted to thank all of you for the support and all the feedbacks we received. Thank you.
You've not mentioned that you made Mario and Rabbids, mate. So we also started the year People know, but still. Brand new adventure, and with a brand new hero as well, one that we cherish and we love, Donkey Kong. Huh? So for today, uh. Uh, we wanted to uh, celebrate the upcoming release of the Donkey Kong Adventure, and uh, what better with music than with Grant Kirkhope, our composer, and the band. Oh, Grant Kirkhope's amazing! So please enjoy. Thank you. Grant Kirkhope's ridiculously talented. But what game is it? <laughs> they keep microphones on. Oh, it's the Rabbids as Mario characters characters. Is that what Donkey Kong sounds like? I feel like he just sounds more like an actual fucking monkey. really badly cut trailer because they've not explained anything. It just looks like a bunch of random crap so far. Like, it looks like it's probably just a sequel to Mario and Rabbids but they've not outright said that so I don't really know Gameplay-wise, it does look like this is a lot of uh, Mario and Rabbids. 
Oh, is it DLC? June 26th as well. That's in like two weeks. Mental. Slow transition. <laughs> well, uh, what's next? Ubisoft? Okay. We're supposed to hear somebody saying Brian. The old guard was wiped out. Those who kneeled were now at the gates of hell. They were killing us off, burning our seas from shore to shore. We thought there was no way the Empire could win this game. As fate would have it, the tide turned in our favor again. A new wind was at our backs, blowing us straight to heaven. In our new Eden, there was only one rule. First come, first serve. So I was under the impression this pirate game had been, like, delayed. I wasn't expecting to see it at this. Friends, friends became enemies. The best didn't trust anybody. The philosophy of the day was more and more. We were alone at the top of the food chain. Well, we thought we were. Seems like an awful big twist to give away in the trailer, I don't know. In a dog-eat-dog -dog world, we were wolves. And wolves hunting packs. Skull and bones. I don't remember a huge amount about this game other than its boats. Shooting at each other. Skull and bones, there are soulless empires. There are you would hope the like the water in this game is gonna be the best you've ever seen, right? <laughs> the seas. But there are no heroes. Hello, my name is Justin Farron, creative director at Ubisoft Singapore. And for the past year, my team and I have been anxiously awaiting this moment to invite you, our fans, to join the hunt here at E3 2018. Piracy is dead in the Caribbean. 
The Empire's crushing all those who oppose them. So your next big score? The Indian Ocean, home to the richest trade routes in the world, where merchant ships carry cargo worth over $10 billion a year. And you? You're gonna steal every last fucking coin. Whoa. Steady on. First, you need a target. You pick up intel on a heavily guarded frigate, fat with African diamonds, meant for the Grand Mogul of India. That treasure will help you. This guy's too into pirates. To become the pirate that no empire can take down. Second, you must know your hunting ground. Our reactive and evolving world is reflected in what we call fortunes, presented to you by Taljid, the fortune teller. Now, fortunes reveal changes in factions, weather, and the trade routes themselves. Today, Tajid <coughs> reveals favorable winds. That means more merchants to rob, but also more competition. And now I'm proud to share with you the essence of Skull and Bones, a shared world where every player encounter matters. Will you fight <sighs> or will you ally? This is what we call the hunting grounds. I will ally every right, time. Pirates, Let's head to the hideout and have a great E3. Your hunt for the convoy starts here, in your hideout, deep within the Chagos Islands. Big opportunity here for them to make. Um, see if thieves look like absolute dog fucking shite. You choose the black horn for the upcoming battle. It's still fresh enough in everyone's minds that they know what looks better than it. And so far this is looking better than it to me. Even with this little bit that we've seen. Demi cannons are slow loading, but deadly at short range. Rockets are blazing fast and deal powerful damage from every angle. Sounds like there's no downside to them. The winds are strong and the day is clear. That means more merchants to rob. Alright, let's look at this water, everyone. Pirates are looking for a quick score. According to your intel, the convoy eh? sent past a Portuguese uh, fort, taking advantage of the storm. Some of it looks alright. That fort is too strong to simply sail past. Its cannons can blast you out of the water. You need to find a way to sneak by before the convoy slips away. Okay, it's looking better and better as they. As you see it from different angles, you start to realise how much detail there is. Disguised as a Portuguese merchant, you try to creep past the fort. Captain, if we engage, they will see it through our guys. I think the captain would fucking know that. The captain should have stabbed that guy. This island provides perfect cover for a surprise attack. Plots the optimal course for an intercept, rigging your sails for speed. You want to catch your victim off guard. Graphically, it looks very good.
Portuguese warship. At the helm is a Commodore. Too tough to handle on your own. Even worse, you could lose your loot. Not my loot. You need help. And you need it fast. That one's with us! Other captains have answered your call. Four against one should even the odds. Not even. Your side forms a tight squadron using a coordinated battle plan. The enemy strikes first. The first ship goes down, breaking your formation. Drawing the Commodore's fire, it unleashes its special ability, Siege Mode. Once anchored, it can fire its cannons without limits. Oh, goodness me. This is looking pretty boring now. It's just going on and on and on. into deadly enemies for there is no honor among thieves oh they should call this sea of thieves Twenty nineteen. how is this game taking so long <laughs> Ubisoft really need to start fucking muting their microphones when no one's on the stage. To the digital space. Oh, it's Elijah Wood VR thing. I forgot that was Ubisoft. 
name is Elijah Wood, co-founder of Spectre Vision. Though we're known for our film content, we're also avid gamers, and the opportunity to partner with Ubisoft was something we had to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And my name is Benoit Chez, game director on Transference. <laughs> Together, we combine the storytelling techniques of film with the interactivity of video games, enabling us to create this unique, deeply immersive world with a dark and unsettling narrative. Have you ever dreamed of entering someone else's consciousness, exploring their darkest thoughts and most intimate secrets? In Transference, with Transference, we're bringing a... No. With Transference, we're bringing <laughs> a first-person <laughs> exploration game into a chilling new dimension. To escape, you must go hands-on to search for clues, solve puzzles while shifting between the perspectives of each family member, and attempt to piece together their mystery. This fall, in VR and on traditional platforms, we welcome you to uncover the secrets hiding in this mind-bending psychological thriller that will leave you with haunting memories long after you put down the controller. This is Transference. Great. I love haunting memories. What's going on? Where's Mom? This guy's a good actor. He's in a uh, green room. And uh, Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin's a great film. You should watch Blue Ruin. And Green Room. Fuck it. There was another one as well that's on... He directs, I think, the film that's on Netflix called... Um, I Don't Want to Live in This World Anymore. That's a great film as well. Just be... I know things haven't been so great lately, okay? So I do. Big ben. I've been a lousy father, huh? I'm unable. Lousy husband, too. You should go to sleep. You've seen how rotten that's gotten, huh? A piano? It's gonna change. We're all gonna be together. All of our hard work. Reverse the process. All of our sacrifices. That's my gift to you. Us. Help me! Help me! Please! Dad? Why are you doing this? I love you. Son. Yes. I love you with all of my heart. It's all getting a bit Chris Benoit. You don't want that in anything. Trust me. I have waited so long for this. Oh, they have other one space thing. Will sacrifice the world of Atlas to the harvest. Oh, is this that build-your-own-little-ship thing? The Legion is growing. There aren't enough of us. We need to find help from every planet in Atlas. Ooh. Ooh. 
The more of us there are, the stronger each of us is. Exactly. You must feed my legion. Yep, so this is the little build your own ship thing. But my nephew would fucking love. Drax isn't going to stop until we end this. I noticed there's been no evil Levine so far. What Thank a shame. You. Hello, everyone. I'm Laurel Melville, creative director on Starlink Battle for Atlas. Last year revealed our modular starship innovation to the world and showed you how players could reconfigure it instantly to adapt to any challenge. This year, we're excited to show you what the, the depth of the open world that we've built and put <coughs> the game directly into your hands. We're going to take you on a journey 400 light years away from Earth to the Atlas star system. Well, it's 10 o'clock, which means this thing's going for at least another half an hour. <laughs> They're going to do a lot on Assassin's Creed, I bet, right? What, is it going to be like 20 minutes on Assassin's Creed? What else is left of Ubisoft? Can't think of much. That fighting game? For Honor, was it? Could there be like a sequel to that or DLC or some shite? Could use a little help here. Can you hear me? Oh my god. Well, that is Star Fox. Let's rock and roll, boys. What the shit? Me. There's Eve Levine. Hello, everyone. It is an honor to welcome Star Fox in Starlink Battle for Atlas. Isn't it, Laurel? It's amazing. <laughs> Ever since I started working on Starlink, I wanted to invite Fox and his crew into the game. And Star Fox on Super Nintendo was the first 3D game I've ever played, and I'll never forget that. And so for me, this moment is a dream come true. And this dream was only made possible thanks to our long relationship with Nintendo. 
We can't wait to play Fox on the Nintendo Switch. I would like to give you to give a special thanks to a dear friend with with us in the audience today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Miyamoto. Ah, uh, I never ever get tired of seeing Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> He's just the most lovely man you've ever seen. Today, so I came with a gift. You know, it's the first prototype of the vessel that you with such so. Do you like it? Super. So thank you very much. Um, so it it is uh, actually. Um, a vessel that has been created by the team and they, they would be oh. so happy to see you backstage. So let's go and join them. Thank you. Shigeru Miyamoto was like, fuck man, I had a front row fucking seat. Thank you, Mr. God Miyamoto. damn it. And thank Queued you up for seven hours to get this fucking seat. For everyone at E3, please be sure to come by the Ubisoft booth where we'll have a full hands-on demo for you to try. For everyone else, Starlink will launch on all consoles on October 16th with Star Fox as an exclusive Nintendo Switch experience. Thank you. Everyone's jumping to this to get on the switch now. Thank you. Now it's fucking doing well. Thank you so much. Check out starlinggame.com to pre-order the game right after the conference. Thank you so much for being here today. Companies have a great E3. in these press conferences, they've been going out of their way to name drop. They have a switch version on the way. It's kind of crazy to think everyone wrote it off like upon hearing about it. For Honor? Yeah, there's more For Honor stuff, okay. Is it gonna be a number two? They're not showing a number two, okay. Streamers, cosplayers, artists, tournament organizers, and all of our players, you are For Honor. Indeed. Hello, I'm Roman Campos-Oyola, Creative Director. Whether it be upgraded stability with the dedicated servers, release of heroes, constant balancing and new training tools, we would not be here without your passion and commitment. You've helped us enrich the experience. Thank you. But actions speak louder than words, right? In celebration of E3, we are inviting new players to join. So, if you haven't played For Honor yet, now is your chance. Okay. Starting today and until next Monday, 
we are giving away the PC Starter Edition on Uplay. Download it this week on PC, and it's yours for free. I like free. So come, join the fight with us. But that's not all. Because building on everything that we've learned, we are now ready to expand our world. Kid L. This is a good trailer. Was a good trailer. Waiting for the fall, something is coming. Why is there a big smoke dragon? Oh, they're adding like Japan? I thought there already was like samurais and stuff though. That was the whole like appeal. Oh, it's, it's not Japan, is it? It's, uh, it's China. At least I think so, because that guy had the like the stuff like Wukong, the Monkey King has, which is a Chinese thing, right? After the great cataclysm that brought knights, Vikings, and samurai to fight, civil war consumed China. Warriors okay. of the Wulin factions fought each other, but failed to establish order. Amid the chaos, four warriors of the Wulin now march west. With a new faction, four new fighters, visual enhancements, and single-player content yet to be revealed, the Marching Fire update is our biggest and most ambitious addition so far. But this update will not be complete without answering a huge request from our community. A new 4v4 multiplayer mode fulfilling the classic medieval fantasy. Know what it is? The Castle no. Siege. So please, allow me to introduce you to this new mode, Breach. I'm kind of glad that they're going all in on, uh, on For Honor. It seemed cool. Like, I just, I'm in favor of companies supporting their games long after release anyway. I think it's really cool. Because if you're a fan of a game, even if it's not a, like Fortnite levels of success, you still want 
they support it. like 99% sure this was already the main mode in this game. <laughs> this whole like attack a castle thing. the crew too, that's right. Hi everyone, I'm Delphine Dosset, brand director on The Crew 2. In just a few days, freedom will be yours. Freedom to get your hands on your dream car, bike, boat or plane and unleash your passion for motorsports all across the United States. A few days? The Crew releases on June 29th. Oh, Jesus Christ. to announce really that the Open Beta will be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 21st. But there's more. You can preload the Open Beta right now, so you'll be ready to hit the road as soon as it starts. It's ten so days from now. Welcome to the crew two. I'm gonna preload a beta ten days in advance. Are you fucking crazy? What a ridiculous thing to request of people. Man, compared to Forza Horizon 4 from yesterday, this looks so bad. You just get the impression Ubisoft is just going to throw it out, leave it to die as well. Just looks like 
a regular game. Whereas Forza Horizon 4, like, some shit you kind of hadn't really seen done properly before. Quarter past ten, we're getting ready to wrap up, so here comes the Assassin's Creed. How can a child save us all? If he's sentenced to die. Tell me, Nikolaus. Tell me before you let our son go. Where we begin does not define. That, we will become. That's Adam Jensen's voice from the new Deus Ex games. Before you, I see a path. Built by friendship and family. Love and loss. War and bloodshed. You were sent by the gods to protect this world. You carry the blade of Leonidas. Act like it. I continue to not give any fucks about Assassin's Creed. You know, if I'm looking back at this press conference, I'm remembering trials. I think that's maybe it. I'm Jonathan Dumont, creative director of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey is more than just an adventure. It truly is a role-playing journey. You will explore on land and sea one of the most iconic and influential settings in human history, ancient Greece. The golden age of Athens saw the rise of democracy modern medicine, revolutionary art, and Western philosophy. But it was also a time of war, a devastating conflict between Sparta and Athens. The Peloponnesian War divided the Greek world and changed the course of history. With it. In this world of contrast <laughs> and opportunity, <laughs> this land shaped by the least gods, interesting thing you could be talking about right a battle now. between order and chaos. This is where your adventure begins. You, a simple mercenary, and now to take Excuse on me. Oh dear. to save your loved ones and become the legendary Greece, uh, Greek hero uh, Greece desperately needs. Our teams in Quebec and from around the world have spent the last three years putting all their energy, passion, and dedication into this project. We have continued to transform Assassin's Creed into an epic RPG experience. 
An RPG in which you will not just play an Odyssey, but your Odyssey. Shaped by your actions and choices. People need to stop saying shit like that. It's so fucking boring. Alexios or Cassandra? And you play that character for the entire game. You share the bloodline of a legendary Spartan hero and bear his mysterious weapon. Your turn. Now need a spear. You're old enough now. My father's spear holds a certain burden, but you're ready. Think of Leonidas. He had great courage, and he made a great sacrifice. You share in his blood and the strength he possessed. The broken spear of Leonidas oh. <laughs> gives you access to powerful range, combat, and stealth abilities that you can unleash on your enemies. Great. Can you cut yourself in mud? Because Lara Croft can. For the first time, we have deeply changed the way we tell stories in Assassin's Creed. You can now truly interact with history like never before. By killing it. <laughs> Perhaps when I was thinner, both in weight and philosophy. So tell me, were you able to resolve the situation? Like Socrates. What are the odds that you would run into such a really? famous historical figure in an Assassin's Creed you game? You thought the life of a thief and a murderer was worth more than that of soldiers doing their duty. I wasn't even thinking about him, to be honest. And what of the rebel? He should be halfway to Mykonos by now. Oh, really? You let that lunatic run loose? Are you sure that was wise? I'm not sure approaching you was wise. Our choices are like ripples on water. They seem tiny and insignificant at the beginning, but they can become devastating tidal waves by the time they run their course. Over the next few days, you can experience this for yourself here at E3 in our playable demo. And for you at home, here's a full gameplay sequence of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Thank you, have a great E3. I think this gameplay sequence might be someone traveling to a place to kill someone and then killing them. Maybe on horseback, who knows.
such a beautiful island. Uh, we already know exactly how this is going to play. It's like just a reskin every time they do this. Ah, Mykonos Island, built from the corpses of giants slain by the legendary Iraklis. Read me the note again. <laughs> Eagle Bear. me. That's you. We are a small but fierce group of rebels who'd pay you handsomely to help us overthrow our Athenian oppressors. A warrior named Diocles fights with them. None who face him survive. Please, Mistios, our people are dying. Signed, Kira. What did your informant tell you? Word has already spread of you sinking those ships. There's a price on your head. Whew, I feel like we're so down. deep into it's these kind of games by now that landing on seeing it have like so, a, a choice of three things in a conversation, we know it's not going to have too big of an impact, right? It's either going to be two of those things mean the same thing, so it's not actually a three-way choice. Or it's going to be like a character will be in the background of a cutscene seven hours from now that sh that wasn't there otherwise. There you go, on horseback, like I said. Yay. What an unpredictable and original experience watching this is. This can't be good. If someone hasn't done a supercut of all the Assassin's Creed trailers over the years being exactly the same, then I will be surprised. Is any of this shit new? I don't think it is. Varnavas was right. Spartans have made themselves right at home. I'm looking for Kira. What do you want with her? 
The mercenary who bears the Eagle of Zeus. You got my message. It said something about paying me handsomely. <laughs> Mercenaries. Athenians have enslaved our people for too long. Help us free Mykonos from their grasp, and you'll have more Rahmi than you can carry. I'm here to kill the Ocles, not go to war. Which is why I There's like nothing to say about this all. <laughs> and Sparta. My men are ferocious in a ground assault, but we're outnumbered. And the Ocles fights with the fury of Ares. Join us in battle. If you're half the warrior Kira says you are, we'll grind these Athenians into dust. All right, Spartan. I'll fight with you. But the Ocles is mine. To battle then. Big open plan battle seems fine. Uh, except for where the combat just looks all flaily and button bashy. Ah, uh, where's my phone charger? God damn it. There we go. So, it's E3, it's your one chance a year to sell people on stuff. This is the gameplay you choose to show? I guess I didn't see anyone in like the assassin hood. I didn't see any wrist blades, so maybe it's different because of that. For joining us and thanks to everyone watching from home to our teams it's an honor to work with some of the best in the world congratulations on a great show yeah. I am a good I am an <laughs> I am an optimistic guy 
and I am particularly excited about the future of technology and the positive role games will play in shaping our society. To create these games, we need to work even more openly with you, the gamers, because we know when we do that together, everything gets better. So have a great history. Thank you very much. Oh, I thought that was leading to something. But it led to nothing. Oh, well, there you go. That was uh, Ubisoft at E3. They're showing live exclusive gameplay of Division 2, but guess what? I'm just going to lower that volume on this. So that was Ubisoft. Uh, entertaining show, I found. Um, I I think like I preferred their way of doing a press conference. I just wish they had better games. Like if Microsoft had done it this way where here's a trailer for a game, someone comes out and talks about it, then we have some gameplay of the game as well. Like that more focused approach is really strong. I worry Sony's later tonight is going to be too focused. It's going to be uh, spending way too long talking about individual things. But it's going to be going to be interesting what they bring. Um, so pluses about Ubisoft, the Just Dance thing at the start was cool. I like that stuff, so sue me. Uh, they had Shigeru Miyamoto there, always a plus. Um, Trials, I think Trials looks like it'd be fun. Looks like a return to form for that franchise, and I can definitely see myself playing that. Other than that, though, oh, I don't know. They do a really good job of supporting the games that people are already into, and I know people are into, like, Siege, and um, oh, what was that other thing? The For Honor. I know people like those games, so it's really good to see them coming out and just keep supporting those games. Uh, that's something I really like about Ubisoft. Even it's not called The Division. It's like there's a group of four people, and you go into the the place where you stop the drug dealers and there's shooting things right I'm going to have to search this because it's really pecking my head I couldn't think of it earlier either um, Ubisoft I know the Predator was in it it's like a DLC Ghost Recon Wildlands there you go Wildlands uh, they kept supporting that game I was surprised not to see it supported here um, they just released like Sam Fisher in it as well See, where the fuck was Splinter Cell at this press conference? Splinter Cell, I think Splinter Cell better than Assassin's Creed should have been the ending. You have Assassin's Creed, sure, but then after Assassin's Creed, that's when you drop a bit of Splinter Cell. Uh, I think that would have been the optimal way to go. But to have no Splinter Cell is just kind of mental. I mean, they make a lot of money, they know what they're doing, but that was just the thing that now talking about afterwards, that's the thing that stands out to me most. Where the fuck was Splinter Cell? You just had the guy who does the voice for Sam Fisher in the studio recording lines to put in Wildlands. You could have easily dropped something. Because we know you're making a new Splinter Cell, come on. You're not feeling anyone. Unless it's a Sony exclusive. Unless they wanted it at their press conference. In which case they must have spent a fuck ton of money 
to praise it away from Ubisoft's, but this is all speculation. We're almost done with E3 press conferences. This is just Sony later tonight in, I believe, four hours? Um, and then it's Nintendo tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to watch Nintendo live. I'm going to have to come over and watch a version of it, but because um, it's just a pre-recorded thing, should be pretty easy to just find it and just watch it pretty quick after it comes out. Um, like I said, I'm not going to watch the um, PC gaming show either. I've tried to watch it a few times over the past few years and it's just not compelling for me at all. Even as someone who does all of my gaming on a PC, it just doesn't tick any boxes. Even though I love the host, Day9, he's one of my favourite personalities on the internet. Alright, so sum up, Ubisoft good, not great. If you're an Ubisoft fan, there was fucking tons for you there. Uh, but for me, as someone who's not particularly an Ubisoft fan, eh, I can see where the appeal was though. Alright, it's half ten, I'm going to try and get some sleep before Sony. Because if I get another four hours sleep tonight... I may die tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, bit of the Ubisoft thing. Oh, I fucking closed it. Why did I do that? Am I the world's biggest moron? Yes, I am. I'm going to leave you with a bit of the thrilling gameplay of The Division 2. It looks so boring. Um, 